Hi, I'm Alex Cox. And I'm Kathy Campbell. And this is Roboism, a podcast about robots and tech and isms, but mostly robots. And today, mostly how we might interact with or control robots in the future. And I'm, I'm just so excited. I am so excited for you to tell me all of the things that you've hinted at that we can now learn more about. But first, Kathy, I haven't spoken to you in so long. This is, it's just so good to hear your voice. Oh, same. I want a life update. Let, t- tell our wonderful pair of pals of Relay FM Switch On what, what you have been up to. Oh, gosh. what uh, So much pressure. I don't even know. Who maybe, am I? Maybe, What's happening on? What's going on? <laughs> you, you have this great podcast called Conduit that I've just been enjoying a lot lately. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, it's been super fun. It's inspired me to go to a co-working space. I am on the hunt to accost and steal a corgi. Um, oh, and also we talk about productivity and fun things. And, um, it's, uh, we've made a couple great acronyms that have been really helpful. Um, yeah. I particularly enjoy the newest one. Is it tire? Um, uh, tire is the first one. Yes. This one's vice. Oh gosh. I must not have uh, finished it. This, this was a way to me to just fully unabashedly shoehorn in the fact that I'm doing that. I have no longer have a jobby job and (laughs) that technically uh, my sole source of income is podcasting, not from this show, but Hey, everybody go to relay FM or relay.fm slash relay.fm. Hmm. Slash roboism. Since I do a job, I'm not very good at it yet. But uh, <laughs> if you want to be a member and also support this show and mostly give Kathy money because she uh, no, deserves please, it more. Please give Alex money because even though they were so kind to ask what was going on in my life, I feel like the big question is, uh, what what's going on in your life? I mean, well, I, I I'm actually also looking for an office because... Uh, sitting in the corner of my bedroom for two years has been, you know, a, a, a time and everybody's been doing it. But at this point, I've noticed that on Zoom calls and stuff, fewer and fewer people are in their bedrooms and stuff. And I just want to stop showing strangers my bed. Like I I've used so (laughs) many different software programs to crop my face. And they're like, what the heck is going on? But yeah, I'm looking for a place to store my robots and, and I guess record podcasts, but mostly play with my robot toys. I mean, that's exciting. Yeah. And I listened to your podcast, uh, this morning as I was checking a place out. So, So thank you for your pod service. Um, you're welcome. I am glad that that you're welcome. And and I'm going to thank you in advance for letting me know what is your average typing speed? Oh, gosh. Hold on now. I didn't know that I had to have an actual number. Just a guess. Be generous with yourself. Okay. So even though I have a clicky keyboard, I don't know if I've actually taken a test for my speed in a long time. 
Oh, you so, don't obsessively do it like somebody else, like your co-host? That, no, hmm. uh, not because I think that I'm better than my co-host, because that's not true, but because it's never something that hits in my brain to think about. So do we need to do this right now live on air? I think I think we do. And I think okay. you need to point your mic to your clicky keyboard. Okay, of course. Um, And uh, it, uh, if someone wanted to find out their speed on the typingness um because my mind immediately goes to Mavis Beacon teaches typing which I don't <laughs> think is where I need to go <laughs> the, the, that's the thing whenever I I've tried many a typing service and this it just feels like this is um an under somehow still an underserved community for weirdos like me especially because uh, keyboards are like the new thing with the nerds because we're all sitting at home just uh, tap tap tapping away but mm -hmm. if you just go to typingtest.com they'll give wow. you a quick little 60 second um not a tutorial tutorial but an, a little 60 second test all right uh do i want to do easy medium hard or like a benchmark no that's two minutes i don't want to do that can i do easy text of course of okay. course Oh, uh, just so you know, typingtest.com voted and they switched to the dark style. So that's great. I don't know what that means, but okay. I'm going to uh, move my mic down to my keyboard now. And, oh, uh, uh, the, like the dark theme, I believe, yeah. because, you know, nerds. It's just funny because it was an announcement. <laughs> it's very okay. important. All right. Starting test. It's loading. Results. Ooh, 72 Analyzing. words per minute. I don't feel like that seems very fast. Um, I mean, the average was apparently 40 words per minute. And okay. I am about, oh, it depends. I'm usually between like 60 and 80, but depending on the day. And the fact that you did this unprepared, completely just out of the blue. I mean, wow. Bravo. Bravo. Like I've well, thank done you. Comp uh, competitions. Good Lord. Uh, <laughs> but sometimes you can play strangers online and, and race. And I just, I just get very flustered. And then yeah, I, I think that was part of it. Cause so my, my main typing speed was 76. Um, and then, uh, I was only 94% accurate because for some reason, oh, my brain, my there was like three letters that were capitalized at the beginning, my brain was like, no, you don't need to capitalize them. That's dumb. 
I, I don't know why. It was like the million and it was it was strange words that I didn't think needed to be capitalized, but they said they did. So we're going to go with 76 because. Um, oh, absolutely. That's... Because you bring up something very important. The all of these tests and, and the official competitions. Um, I mean, they, there's various rules, but they don't take into account um, autocorrect. And that has right. just become, I, I mean, ever since the iPhone, especially the, the, uh, whatever machine learning is built into iOS, iPad OS and Mac OS is just kind of in my brain, almost in the way that touch typing is also in my brain. So I know what yeah. words it'll capitalize and I know which words I need to go in and change with either their custom auto, like autocorrect, um, like the, I never want to type ducking. I just, ne- no one has ever <laughs> intentionally typed ducking, right? And- uh, so fun way that I got around that was actually um, making a contact in my, <laughs> yeah, with the F word so that I no longer get ducking. Oh boy, that's, uh, that is a good hack, especially in, in the days before they, Apple accepted that we, we used some naughty, naughty words. Yeah. yeah. It, it's basically duck, ducking ducker, um, <laughs> but the non-really appropriate version of it. Oh, goodness gracious me. Oh, uh, well there, this like journey into my typing speed obsession actually started with the iPhone six coming out in what? 2014, because something happened where my, like my, my typing speed on an iPhone and on an iPad was around 40 words per minute, which is really fast, really fast. Yes. And now I am about 20 words a minute and I don't, I have a feeling it's because I have uh, like stubbier thumbs or the most people, or maybe or a bigger phone. Um, well, and, and then I think that's what it is. It's, it's a bigger phone, but my typing speed on an iPhone max is faster than on a regular sized iPhone pro. I, and that was true of the, um, iPhone, like even back in the six, what was it plus there? Oh gosh, there's pro there's Mac max there's ultra there's just there's air there are too many adjectives so many things it's hard to say oh man but uh and that's just it got me like obsessed with all right i want to get back into the rhythm of being able to input things as quickly as possible i still don't have a solution for it for my phone, except I now uh, have decided to start carrying an external keyboard with me that like sort of fits in my, or it, it's a foldable external keyboard. <laughs> and I just put it in my back pocket because I want to go out. And sometimes you just have the urge to start writing. And I used to be able to just, I, I don't know, pop it somewhere. 
the, I, well, that's the thing. I never have it when I want it. And, and that's, and it used to be like, gosh, on those little iPhone fives, I'd be like, dip, 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 dip. And <laughs> yeah, I held on to my iPhone five as long as I could, because I, I liked my, dip, 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 dip. and now I'm like, tap, 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 tap. This is boring, but I very just, I'm still <laughs> just seething about it. It's been a, a long time. I thought the squared <laughs> off iPhone would help. Thank- N- no, really? It, it hasn't. No. Oh, that's no. interesting. I wonder, I mean, I, I wonder if part of it is a brain thing. Oh, Not, oh absolutely. Like, yeah. <laughs> most things that are wrong with me. <laughs> most most hey, challenges hey, I encounter. Hey, hey, there is nothing wrong. Nothing wrong with typing slower. Absolutely. That out there. Absolutely. The, the there might be something wrong with though with having a compulsion to buy new iPhone cases in an attempt to have the right hand feel to, to type a little faster. I don't but, think that's a compulsion yeah. so much as like a desire. Like the, a, mm, a, let's to, to save that. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And I think that's um at least it's not drugs. The <laughs> Oh, as a wise man once said, all of my vices are devices, but I, it's really good. It is really good. And I know it was a man who said it, but I don't remember who it was just a really good. They're all the same. (laughs) Exactly. Oh gosh. Well, on my quest also to find a smaller keyboard, I came across this device actually on TikTok. Have you seen this? It's called <laughs> what I've sent you might look very what? confusing unless you've seen it. It's called a caracorder. <laughs> and what a caracorder is, because this is an audio broadcast, uh, it is a keyboard that it uh, well. Mm, they call it a key. They don't call it a keyboard. They call it a new type of uh, um, input peripheral so that you can type at the speed of thought, which is a very catchy tagline. But it looks a little bit like a game controller, Do you, would you say? Like a yeah, console or game like controller? Um, uh, uh... It almost looks like one of the like doggy bones, like a barbell with balls yes. on the end, like um one of the comic barbell yes. things. But it has like little tiny um like not toggles, but like a directional little mm-hmm. flathead nail thing coming out. And I am intrigued. So all of those little, <laughs> the little nubbins, the yeah, the the little nubbins are the key switches. But unlike a traditional keyboard, it uh, it has what they consider a three D input. So like a controller with a joystick, you can input various characters by twisting or pushing in different directions instead of just pushing down. Like, uh, does that make sense? Sort of. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like the the scrolly wheel mice that you can go like left and right on it too. Obviously more complicated, but Mm -hmm. 
and a also a huge learning curve, obviously. Right. And I, I mean, unfortunately, this thing has been on back order forever and ever, and I've not been able to to get I one to try. I was going to ask if you were going to like surprise and bring it out and then show me oh, how gosh, you know I wish faster you were than me. So really, what we're hearing here is anyone that has access to whatever this was called again. Um, a paracord. Uh, yes, that. Um, any of our para pals that have a cord? No, I, I can't do it. Um, or no, uh, uh, let us know so that we can get Alex one of these because clearly they need it. Yeah, well, uh, please. My f- fingers, they're very stubby. But... <laughs> But a device that I think is much more accessible is the Caracorder Lite. And I've just sent you a link to that. And it looks like a traditional QWERTY keyboard with the exception that you can type words as chords. So instead of typing them as T-H-E-M, you would just type the keys T-H-E and M at the same time. And there's also a learning curve for that because, you know, like if you go on your keyboard and, and just try various words, it's like, oh, I, I, this is yeah, not that's the a normal lot of position. It, right. And uh, the thing with this, though, is there's because of like the rise in keyboard nerdiness, I learned about in a new format. Um and it's it's not Dvorak. Uh, are you familiar with that? It's it's boring. I'm familiar that it exists. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I I if I I don't think I could explain what it is other than I'm guessing that like the top left letters are D V O R A K. I literally don't even know that. So okay, well, see that that's mainly because, the only reason I say that is because I know the quote unquote normal. We don't like the word normal, but like the, yeah. the default default keyboard is QWERTY. So it would make sense that. And it's because the top left letters are Q-W-E-R-T-Y. So I would infer that D-V-O-R-A-K is what a Dvorak keyboard is. I don't even want to know now. I'm just going to assume that's correct. Okay. But there are... Nobody tell Alex otherwise. No, no. (laughs) But there is a new physical style of keyboard called an ortholinear keyboard. And uh, you'll just have to look this up because for some reason I did not prepare a link for this. (gasps) But it is... It's not a QWERTY keyboard uh, in the traditional sense, the, the top left, it does say QWERTY, but all of the columns are are totally straight rows. Uh, well, the rows and columns are just perfectly straight. And Okay, I need to know what I'm searching for again. Ortholinear keyboards. Whoa. Right? Okay. It, it's it's hard to describe because it, it it's almost like an optical illusion. It's like, yes, this is a keyboard but different. It it it, it yeah. looks like a keyboard I would draw, like just a rectangle and then yes. crisscrossing the lines. <laughs> yeah. So like it, it, if you look at a keyboard now, it's they're all a little bit offset. 
And that's because like the space bar is long. And um, in order to like the way that, you know, typewriters worked, they had to have offset layers. And so this is very not that this this is somebody like if you yeah exactly like you said if you were drawing a keyboard you would have straight lines it's kind of now that i think about it it's like the uncanny key valley it just doesn't yeah. look right <laughs> it doesn't look right but you can't tell why unless you a no keyboards a lot like i i'm looking at you a hashtag keyboards in the discord mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. or if you are looking at the keyboard on your computer and you're like, oh, this is why this looks wrong. Yeah. It's, and it's not just because upsetting. the space bar is really small. It's, it's a little baby. Uh, and I bring this up as well because there are also claims that you can type faster on this once you get over the learning curve. And I, it, when I, when I learn about these new things, I'm like, well, is the learning curve worth it? But because, you know, with QWERTY keyboards, this is still the main way that we physically interact with all digital devices with me. And well, I guess by physical, I mean, tactic, tactically, tact, Tactfully, sure. Uh, <laughs> when, uh, and when we are touching robots and physically manipulating them, usually it is programming through a keyboard. But now, uh, increasingly, we use voice commands, right, for our two right. assistants. And uh, we're almost sort of training ourselves to have conventions um, depending on what sort of assistant you use with what sort of operating system. So my Siri balls have a a similar language, but it's slightly different from, you know, the uh, Amazon tube lady and the Google blob. I don't even know what it's called. I apologize. Yeah, I think so. I think it's the Google home. I am I'm a big old fake robot fan today. No, you're wow. not. I just happened like like let me come in here and use my random knowledge that I don't actually have a lot of when it comes to robots. So let me just correct you or give you the actual information that you need and Please be proud do. of me that I know something. Oh, something more more than some things. I I am proud of you for knowing many a thing. And <laughs> moving on from emotions, uh, no emotions here. No. Uh, how? But in terms of your communication with digital things, uh, all all things actually not just digital. Any type of communication. Are you more a keyboard person or a physical writing person? I I, I guess actually not. Um, not communication because it, unless you send letters, which I feel like you do, but, but the, I always uh, wish I could be the person that sends letters. Yeah, but we I'm are. Not. Yeah. I, that's the thing is you're the type of person who people would assume has the care to send letters, which basically means you are that person. I think. Oh, 
Yes. But I'm oh, really feelings not. Again. Uh, mm, feelings. Um, but do you enjoy writing things out in, you know, like ye olden timey people? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that was. <laughs> you enjoy amazing is what that was. <laughs> um, it depends on what I'm using it for. Um, because I don't. Am I using this to remember it later? Am I using this to remember it now? Am I having to add things together, like two different numbers that I'm getting from two different things, like to see how many photos I took this weekend? Um, Because I, I send, I like to have my dance parents, like give me estimates of how many photos they think that I took. Um, And so I, that's actually quite cool. Yeah, it, it's it's really fun. Um, so I have to gather all of the photos and like I will, you know, count like it'll tell me how many photos I've selected, but I have two different cameras. So I have to write down one of the numbers. And so I always I write it down in a notebook. Yes, I could put it in notes or open up pages or I don't know, make a folder with the number on the desktop or like there's a million different ways that you could do it. But for me, it's easier to write it down on a piece of paper next to me. Um, the same goes for like um, tasks and to-do lists. Um, if you listen to Conduit, you like one of the first episodes we talked about our our systems and my unicorn system has changed a whole lot and now i just use a regular boring notebook with fun color pens and just like literally write out a list of what's on my schedule and what do i have to do but i've tried digital task management things so many times and i never use them And so it was something that needed to be done so that I will do it right. Because otherwise I won't remember or like process it correctly or anything like that. So it really comes down to what am I using this for? If I am taking notes in a meeting, it's digitally because they're written on my iPad, but it's by hand. Oh, interesting. And the same in, in like school, partially because even though I had uh, a, a net book in college. Oh, yeah, that was a fad that we all thought was going to stay around. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I NFT seriously thought hardware. it was going to stay around. Yeah, um, so did I. But I actually ended up only using it for like homework and that sort of thing, not for taking notes in class because it doesn't stick in my brain as well if it is um, finger typed, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Because I am almost the exact opposite, I I think. And I really don't think there is a better or worse system either way. Everyone's brains work differently. Mm -hmm. But I do think that I am like, I I, I get very frustrated with 
the fact that I can't type 200 words a minute. Like like the people who are using this, oh, what a gosh, dang it. I keep forgetting uh, Kara chords are typing like 500 words a minute, right? And even that when, uh, well, unfortunately, I can typically talk much faster than that. Most people can talk about <laughs> talk <laughs> about 200 words a minute. And I'm, I, I don't know. It, it's probably a, a, just a thing of my brain is I want to get it out as fast as possible. And even yeah. if I can't remember it later, I can recall it because of the magic of computers. And even more so, I've found myself using dictation to get stuff out of my mm-hmm. brain. And I don't know. It's made me think about uh, our input methods of uh, the next few decades. And Yeah, for sure. Especially, like, just thinking about it. And I'm like, okay, I... Because I don't have an internal monologue, Mm -hmm. it's so much more difficult for me to, like, process words, which is why I laugh because I'm like, there's no way that I get a feeling to write. Like, I don't want to write. I don't ever want to write. Like, why would I want to (laughs) write? And so there's something about the handwriting that flows better with my brain mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. how I'm trying to do that writing. Um, I want to emphasize, uh, this is not necessarily good writing I'm doing. In uh, fact, <laughs> no, I will not let you talk about my friend like that. I, I No, I'm, I'm not saying it's all bad writing, but this is why when I am uh, um, I, like copy editing something that is something I've written myself or it's me wanting to actually ponder an idea. Usually it's either in, you know, the beloved uh, theme journal, mm, Cortex, what is it? Cortexbrand.com. If you've listened, if you're listening to this show, you know what we're talking about. (laughs) uh, And and that makes uh, me like really slow down. And same with on on the iPad. I'm that's really right now the only thing I'm using it for now that the Mac has all of the same um, digital goodies, most of the digital goodies an iPad has. And I was wondering, you might know this. Did your kid take a typing class in school? I think they did. Huh. Yeah, because they, I remember they learned how to touch type and were really excited about it, which valid. Like, that's Mm -hmm, a very mm -hmm. exciting thing to do. But I remember they were really, really good at it. Of course they were because they're amazing. But they, um, it's essentially finger dancing. So yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, it makes it's it's extremely valid. They are very talented in all of the all of the dancing versions uh, that are out there. Um, but I think I think it's because it's some. I mean, to be fair, I also took typing classes in high school, but it was on a typewriter. Um, because again, what? I'm so old. I, I, I apologize. I, I, <laughs> I apologize for that noise because I forget that digital typewriters were also very much a thing 
uh, as shown to me in the wonderful classic You've Got Mail, which has mm-hmm. not aged well, but is still a perfect film. Um, yes. Did so, so it wasn't like a uh, what is it? It, it wasn't like um, you didn't have power steering, right? It, right. It, it, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, it was still fairly fancy, but it was because they couldn't afford, you know, thirty computers. We had maybe like eight in the library. They weren't Max. Um, they were the big gray blobs. Um, <laughs> but we, because don't forget, I turned 40 in a week and a half. So like, I'm very old. Um, uh, no, you are the perfect age for <laughs> a unicorn of your sophistication. Um, so yeah, it, 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 typing was important, but not nearly as important as it is now. And it was just a different kind of vibe almost. But I definitely remember Mavis Beacon teaches typing and other like games that helped you learn how to type better um, and faster and and not look at the keys and use all of your fingers and even now, a lot of times, if I'm like, I will mentally type the like letters. I couldn't fill out like a blank keyboard sheet. Ooh. Like and tell you where the letters are. Ooh, I don't think I could either. Interesting. But I might be able to if I like if it was um the right size and I had to like if I could type words and like, does that make sense at all? Like if I yeah. had to mentally type the words, I could probably fill it out that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm like a fake touch typist or, or a very, um, I, I, a, a prosumer touch typist <laughs> where <laughs> I'm, I'm not great with the numbers or uh, characters that are typically involved in coding, but when oh, it well, comes to <laughs> exactly, <twist. laughs> I, I don't know all, all of the people who make the games that I'd like to play and the applications I enjoy, I'm, I'm told they're fairly fast. I'm uh, sure they are because they do it a lot. Yeah, like so I, I could do numbers because I have the 10 key on my keyboard because Ooh. that's like really important to me to be able to do that because I do a lot of numbers in my jobs. Like you I do many numbers type that um but you instead have trained your voice instead of coding cuz you're not a programmer which is fine like they're that's cool i'd rather listen to you talk to me oh, than mm. have you make a game to play oh feelings uh the this this leads me to the uh, the actual thing that got me like really 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 excited <laughs> um uh, there's this thing that's been around for a while that you slip onto your hand and to each of your individual fingers, but it is not a glove per se. It actually looks like 
a minimalist Thanos d- device, I guess. Like <laughs> Don't if, snap your fingers. Yeah. <laughs> or do. The, That's fine, too. Yeah. Both fake universes are valid. I yes. Do not, do not <laughs> well, it depends. Do we opinions. get to pick which of the half that go away? Oh, interesting. Interesting. Did I say that out loud? That was really mean. Oh, but yeah. I'm not sorry. <laughs> Oh, you're a, a superheroist. Um, but I, I've just sent you a link to. <laughs> so I, it has a very, it's a very silly name. Um, I'm sorry. I think it's just so so silly. Uh, it it's just tap. Um, and this this device, the tap device that you wear, it is. An entirely new way of interacting with any digital device, laptops, uh, and they say smart TVs, although my TV doesn't work with it, iOS, uh, Windows, Mac, Linux, Android, all, all of those things. Um, or so they say, uh, and I've wanted to try this like glove, super futury looking thing for a while, but it was sold out on Amazon forever and ever. Uh, but luckily, a friend of the show, Maddie V, was like, oh, hey, there's this thing I have. I am never going to use it. And, you know, I'm not going to review it. Do, do you just want to try it? And I s- literally screamed at, <laughs> at Discord. Like, yes, please. Yes, please. Yes, please. And I so Matt, Matt Vanover of uh, peerreviewed.io and a lovely blog that you uh, you should all be reading. If and you, a lovely human. Oh gosh, it's just oh oh my, uh, like it, uh, Kathy level human. Like that's how g- great. That that's a really high standard. He's even higher than me because of the work that he does. Like I just help people's businesses. Like he saves lives. The, I mean, Kathy, let's be real. If <laughs> I would not be, <laughs> it, there's a lot of people that, including myself, that you work with that would probably uh, <laughs> end up in unsafe situations if we did not know how to put money into places. I'm still figuring it out. But uh, this tap device, um, so Matt was so kind to send it over. And I've been using this thing for about two weeks now. And it's interesting because you're, I, I, it's really hard to explain how to use it because initially you look at it and it's like, oh, this is kind of like the example everybody uses, which is Tom Cruise in Minority Report, where he has his fancy gloves and he's manipulating things in the air. And this, you could think of it like this, but, uh, but you're manipulating uh, a physical screen. Um, but the, the other interesting I- issue is that you are, you need you often need to use a physical surface. So when you are typing something or using uh, the the mouse, 
the imaginary mouse uh one one of the really cool things actually is it can well it's it's supposed to recognize if your hand is making the motion of a mouse and if you hold the a series of buttons you can just like mimic an imaginary mouse and i i i really like that that was that's cool, cool. um but uh, i was like well you can't type with one hand but with their system you uh, again you you can but i don't know if you should which is <laughs> and it's tell me more uh because i it is a learning curve um and it might be really valuable to some people uh, i i should say i don't know if i should because it, it's like investing your time and attention into a new software program or a I'm glad I said that I almost said a person that you're dating Wait, uh, actually no that's also valid like I mean you, you want to know that you are compatible and this just right now isn't compatible with the way I work or the way I think but I do think it's a really interesting idea because a, a, another thing that's unique to the tap as well as the Kara cords, um, Kara quarters or whatever <laughs> is it, they're both patented technology. So unlike the QWERTY keyboard or Dvorak keyboard, you can't just make something on your own. Right. And, or, or make like hardware on your own with their um, with their software conventions, kind of like how Apple, uh, more well, more specifically, Steve Jobs wanted <laughs> to sue uh, Google for having Android use um, not tap to zoom, uh, pin, pinch to zoom. There we go. And I, I, I but now pinch to zoom, it, it'd be absolutely wild if someone didn't use that on any sort of tablet. Uh, it, it, even my trackpad on not just Mac OS, but on various, I don't, I don't often use a Chromebook or a windows laptop, but if they do have a trackpad, that is super duper common. And I don't know. It's like, mm, I mean, you you know me with being a, a, a very dirty, very far left of center person in terms of American politics doesn't really <laughs> like patent law too much, especially when it uh, is in regards to how like like physical human movement or the way a human um, can just manipulate an object in general. I I, I don't know. It's very. It's very icky, sticky, complicated, but mm. um, I, I don't know. I'm really stuck on this idea of, okay, we are going to probably in our lifetimes have to learn a somewhat universal way to sure interact and give like robots commands, but also interact with whatever the next quote thing is. And right now, most folks think the next thing, including me, is some sort of um, XR or, you know, a which is like a mixed reality AR slash VR type of thing. I still think it being smooth and usable is far off, but we're going to have to develop those gestures again. And 
we're also going to evolve. Hopefully, um, we'll learn how to save the planet and uh, evolve as a human race. And we are limited right now to typing in it's affecting how we think, which is good in some ways. Like you said, it is a benefit for you to write certain things and to type certain things. Yeah. And I, I think the more, the more input options there are, Mm -hmm. the better it is. I just think of, you know, back in the day, there was only, you know, a mouse and then there were trackball mice and then there were um, trackpads and laser mice versus the ball versus, mm-hmm. you know, a Wacom tablet and the off-brand Wacom tablets and like so many different options that are available that really let you use whatever you like to use and whatever mm-hmm. you want to use and whatever feels good for your brain and your hands and and all of that and i just love that there's so many options available exactly and that brings up another great example um of you know we talked about gaming controllers but a lot of the quote n- normal or d- default uh, controllers, some people just don't have two hands or don't have hands, so they use mo- uh, modified controllers, which is yep. super duper cool. And even if uh, even if you don't have a quote disability, often people use different just different kinds of ergonomic controllers. And that is uh, pretty widely accepted. Unfortunately, again, certain types of technology, especially if the controller is super different, it, it'll it be pat- patented. So it's not always readily accessible or easy to get if like, um, you know, uh, that especially something I'm thinking uh, specifically of controllers where you just use your feet, like it, they're yeah. really expensive and they don't need to be. It's mostly because of the really tight holds people have on patents. And I am also wondering, like, if sure we might have a universal standard of like how to communicate, but a different standard of the ways we physically manipulate things, which is, I mean, that's kind of why I get, um, a a bit of a stick up my butt when uh, our traditionally digital assistants have been women. And what's more upsetting right now is the new Microsoft assistant for their AR headset. Isn't just a woman, but a woman, like a hologram of a woman like we we don't need why why do you need that do do why we are our imagination to... so small like even if it was <sighs> a dude dressed up as a butler like that'd be that would be fun but the default is just this woman and you don't even she doesn't even speak it's very strange oh um, that's just they why why right right why? right the I don't worst know. part is is people don't see that this is a problem Right. And this is something that I i mean, I understand in like in 2010 when Siri was was being developed. I mean, initially, actually, Siri did not have a voice. Um, 
now Siri has a gender neutral voice as of yesterday, correct? Uh, iOS 15.4 came out. I, or I believe 14, so. four, for, for, Yeah, for, it for, came for? 15.4 <laughs> came out yesterday. And yes. Yeah. Or, for, oh gosh, please don't correct me. I'm sorry. Um, and it's, it is a little bit funny too, because I hear that voice and I'm like, all right, sure. It's a gender neutral voice, but it, a lot of people listening to it that I know at least are be like, oh, that sounds very much like someone uh, who uh, was, was born with a vagina, but is on testosterone. So, you know, someone who is genderqueer or trans man, which is great. I'm just like, we really should probably like, that's not a gender neutral voice. Yeah. Figure out. I mean, what is a gender neutral voice though? Yes. That's, that's exactly. Yes, exactly. There's no, yeah, I no. I just, I prefer, um, my British Butler. Yeah. I call him Sir E. Yeah. Oh goodness. Oh yeah. I, I don't really have a point. I just thought it would be fun to, and it absolutely was to explore <laughs> the, this idea with you because uh, yeah, having a, a, a neutral voice almost feels like having a neutral uh, language, like, like our human beings use different parts of our vocal cords to speak different languages. I don't know. It just seems silly and not even lazy. Like even if, even if like, let's say they, Microsoft had all of those resources, which I mean, they kind of do. It's just the lack of imagination is so upsetting. It makes me think of like, uh, how, um, you know, news anchors must have the, like bland, oh. no accent voice. Yes. And it's like, but there is no such thing as no accent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, it, absolutely. And, and it actually made me think, uh, yeah, they all have the, gen- typically, if you're a on a panel, you've got, uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> you're a talking head and you have what other city you're in or a city you're not in, but you're talking about Washington. So Washington, D.C. is in the background. And right. we all know it's fake. So, like, you can put more stuff there. And and I don't watch a lot of cable TV, but it's almost as if streaming has pushed uh, news forward into being like, oh, right, this extra space on the screen, we we have the technology. We, we don't have to just use traditional chirons. Like we can, <laughs> the human right? mind can yeah. perceive more things in this, this lovely triangle they're looking at. So I, gosh, I there need to be more unicorns in the world <laughs> like you and and maddie v and at least at least a grumpy cyborg like me to be like come on come on <laughs> oh kathy i've taken so much of your time and i greatly appreciate it are there any other things you would like to tell me about uh just how happy i am that you're here oh oh um... Oh, emotions. Oh, well, you all know, all of the emotions. <laughs> you can't hang up on me. 
<laughs> I know it's very. Uh, um, <laughs> I, I I am excited for a sh- a show by our friends called Make Do that's having their 100th episode soon, and uh, I I don't know what you would call the show. It, it's basically a show about creating things, but it's uh, hosted like like uh, like I said by our friends Tiff and Julia. And they are both very artsy people and I, or I should say visual artists and I am not a visual arty person, but it it has still been a really influential show for like how I, how I work and how, and how I play in terms of hobbies. So you should all really go check that out. It's, it's got a great vibe. Yeah, it's amazing. And because they're coming up on their 100th episode, they are also um, having a special episode for that 100th. And if you have stories or anecdotes of art or making of some sort and the growth over the past couple of years, you can either write or do a voice memo or audio recording of some sort and email it to makedopod at gmail.com or you can send them a DM on Twitter. Their Twitter handle is at makedopod. Um, and I think it would be great to show them some love and show them ideas um, and, and kind of how you think of making art and doing creations and and whatever that looks like to you and um how how you work through your own anxieties and joys of of making whatever it is that you make because I think if you think about it everyone makes something it may not be something that you ever even want to make a career of but you're still considered a creator and uh some of the favorite my favorite episodes of make do are the ones where they really talk about like what makes you an artist what makes you a professional like all of these pieces it's just such a wonderful podcast highly recommend um and send them over uh some things that you want to say i will be doing it in a gender neutral voice and, <laughs> and i'll be like why does alex sound weirder than usual <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, uh, I have been Alex Cox. I'm Kathy Campbell. And this has been Roboism. Thank you for listening.
Yeah. 